The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm ready to come into this this cage to fight the hardest wars possible. One of the nicest killers in the world, Steven Wonderboy Hey, what's hey. up? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Doing good. There's Matt Sarah. Oh, my goodness. We got, the, we got the team. We got the dream team over here. Mr. T, can we what's just up, Can I just tell you, and I don't want to, I don't want to start by by um, uh, coming off, um, you know, um, aggressive. But that was Matt not Sarah aggressive. That was not Kimo's ponytail. I don't give a beep. I don't care. <laughs> that was not Kimo's was ponytail. It? In UFC number three, three, that wasn't his ponytail. It w- Drew me wrong. Mistaken. <laughs> no, no, Mr. D. I hate Did you go back up? With all due respect. You are mistaken, sir. Did you go back and watch it again? Watch it again. <laughs> we were coming in hot. We are coming in hot. We want some controversy. We're start we're starting it off right. We're starting it off okay. right. It was Let's USC what? Was Three. In Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Okay. It was his mouthpiece. He had the ponytail. You All are right. mistaken. We agree. <laughs> Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson, with all due respect, we agree, we agree to disagree on this did, subject. Did you go back and look at it? Yes, I did, sir. And? And it's a freaking mouthpiece. It's his mouthpiece, <laughs> sir. We got to go back and watch this, what we got to do. We got to go back and we got to watch. We have to. Because it was. I was 12 years old. I don't remember. I see it. <laughs> he, he wants, he wants to do? He wants to give me a wedgie like that that guy in the barracks that was being a pussy. Oh, he, in the full metal jacket? In the full oh, metal yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah. He wants to give me a wedgie like that guy. But I'm not having it. It was not. Listen, I wish it was. Because back then you could pull hair. And he had his hair wrapped up. And oh. he's in his guard. He has Kimo. hips. He's hitting them. Kimo had a top knot. Yes. He had a top knot. And Hoist Gracie used that top knot to keep him held down. Love it. Love it. Yes. And he and it pulled out. No. Yes. No, yes, it did. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. All right. We're going to revisit this. All we're right. We're revisit this. We're going to have to go back. I want all of the UFC Unfiltered Army to go on UFC Fight Pass, look up this fight, and let's see what's going on here. 
Good. I think so. I think I think they should. I think they should put uh, to go back and really see what's going on. I'm, I'm going to go back tonight and see what's, what's up. We, <laughs> well, have, we have to we have to to uh, to finish this debacle. That I don't we have need this to go back because <laughs> I know, gentlemen. We got. We, I don't know if you see what I'm wearing though. I'm wearing my leotard. We have like a curbside coffee we got going on here at Upstate Karate. So. But they wanted me dressed up. I don't know if you saw the little thing I, I did the other day. Loved it. <laughs> Jimmy, did you no. see it, Jimmy? No, what was it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Explain, please. It was please. Us, bro. It was fun. Well, that's what happens when you're cooped up all day. You come up with weird ideas, weird things to do. You know what I'm saying? They did a dance routine, him and a couple of his buddies. Explain. Can you explain it? Because Jimmy didn't see it. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the old, the, uh, the, back in the 80s, they had, like, the aerobics Olympics. Right. Remember, they would go out there and like dance to this music. And it was like it wasn't really dancing. They were doing aerobics. OK, basically it was dancing. Yeah. Go back and watch it. And I'm pretty sure Key and Pill, uh, you ever watched that Comedy Central, did a thing on uh, the aerobic Olympics. But so we decided to do like uh, everybody's doing these workout challenges. So we decided to dress up in our leotards. Love right. It. Headbands. And I got shorts on, you know, not this and, guy. Not no, I, no. <laughs> I cannot be doing that. That's a different generation no, thing. Younger people I can tried, do it. We tried. He was like, no, I'm not even, not even. Stay away from me. So not we even decided to, funny, to do a little, no. a little challenge, aerobic challenge. But now that we're doing curbside coffee at our gym, these guys made us dress up in our leotards to deliver the coffee. Ain't nobody made him dressed up. He likes wearing this. No, stuff. don't listen yes, to him. Yes, he does. He, he likes it. Don't, don't let him kid you. It was just an excuse to wear them. He, he actually, this was, yeah. curbside coffee was an excuse to wear leotards that he would love to wear. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. I look for excuses too. Now, what is curbside coffee? Exactly. Uh, yeah, doing. so at our gym, we just moved in from uh, from 11,000 square foot facility to a 20,000 square foot facility. We, uh, built our gym. Own gym. we built our own facility. And oh, nice. we have a coffee bar, smoothie bar here at, at the gym. So Here at the school. At the school. I, I, I like that. I like that, Mr. T, because I do the same thing. People go, Thank hey, you, what, when are your gyms open? I go, what do I own, a, a powerhouse, a gold's gym? What is it, <laughs> uh, benching with some arm locks? No, it's a martial arts school. That's what I say. Give me, give me some of that. Boom, I'm with Boom. you. I'm with Boom. you. Boom. Ow. So I'm powerful. <laughs> hey, Sorry. So wait, are you giving coffee away, or are you selling coffee on the corner? I don't know. Are you selling yeah, coffee? We're selling coffee. We're selling coffee. we got to do what we can to... to so, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm in the leotard to make some, you know, to make some cash, especially in these hard times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, now I have schools also, and in my life, I've been doing it. My UFC career, I put back into my schools, and that's like the rest of my life. And all of a sudden, you know, this thing comes about this this coronavirus, totally out of left field. And at what I do is like what you guys do is the opposite of social social distancing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So whether you're strangling or social crowding, exactly. So it's yeah. like I, I'm just right now. I'm in limbo. I mean, much like you, I'm, I'm going to start the Sarah fucking smoothies on the side of the road or something. You're going to have know. to, bro. <laughs> well, we're doing like online classes, and I know it's, it's difficult, especially with jujitsu, because you you need a partner, right? Yes. I mean, it's it, it is very difficult. I mean. We're doing like online classes for our kids, things like that. So we're Facebook, keeping on Facebook, Facebook Live, you yes. know. So pretty much everybody can go in and check it out. But uh, you know, just to keep the kids busy because they're at home locked up. You know, they're running rampant. Parents are pulling their hair out or wanting to choke them out. So we're trying yeah. to keep them doing something. So we're at the gym all day, every day, 
um, just like we normally would. But we're actually working more, I think, than we did uh, when classes are going on, just scrambling with, you know, making sure our computers are right, making sure coming up with class times, trying to put our heads together to figure out what kind of karate lesson we can do online. Because you don't, you don't need really a partner to do karate. And you just right. a different animal. You it's know, true. you got to have a partner. you got to have somebody or, or a dummy or grappling dummy or something. So have um, you done any training with anybody else? Me? No. Well, uh, we've, we've been doing mitt work. Well, this guy. I have. That's about it. A little it. bit. But, I mean, you know, I have, I have a few adults in my – I teach the adults. So I teach the MMA. I teach the adults and karate. But I have a few that will come in. I mean, they're adults, right? So they can kind of make that decision. Sure. And, you know, my adults are responsible. So if they're not feeling well, they'll stay home. If they're feeling good, they're going to come in. But we so. still keep a social distance. You know, yeah. we're doing that. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're separating. We have huge map. We can separate them, have them kind of have their do their own thing. So they're still getting workouts in. But with, when it comes to the kids, we've no. got like armies. Of, we have an army of kids. So there is, it would be impossible. Yeah. Right. There's no way we keep them apart. But, I mean – uh, eventually, <clears throat> eventually things are going to get back to normal. But like they right will. now, like we're in the eye of it right now. So it's such yeah. a it's such a strange time because it's really I know people point point that well you know the swine flu and this and that. It just it never felt like this. Like I never drove around Long Island and I'm like yo everything is shut down on like a Wednesday at five o'clock. I'm like what is going on here? I've just been loading up on the vitamin C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been taking a lot of vitamin, vitamin C, C baby. And Hopefully soon. Z, loading up on the zinc, men and men, the zinc. We should be loading up on the zinc, but I'm we're keeping our distance as best we can. See, I've been running around having completely unprotected sex because if I'm gonna get it, it's not gonna be from an elevator or a doorknob. I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> oh, you me out, dude. dude! But you see, you see these stuff on social media of people like walking through. Uh, was it like grocery stores and, and, and licking the canned food? I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? Like I got arrested. There was one guy who licked a bunch of deodorants from Walmart. He got arrested and they're going to they're going to get charged with all the all with the police investigation. He's going to get yeah. charged with a lot of stuff. It's almost like a terrorist That's threat. Crazy, man. They yeah, should, they said what an idiot. Like he should be just be beat up. Yeah. And yeah, they need to take him and beat him up. <laughs> get him get him with the like some sort of a wet stick and just whelp him. I think that could be like a uh, like a like a capital punishment. You know, you're, you're, you get in trouble, maybe three strikes. You put him in the octagon with somebody, you know, like Matt Sayre or something. Yeah, no you know? kidding. No and kidding. you just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> well, there was, was one guy, did you see that video? Off. There's a guy in a, in a deli or something. He spit at somebody, and one of the workers came and clocked him. On the, almost like he karate chopped him on the side of the head no. and knocked him down for spitting at someone else. It's like, yeah, if you're going to behave like that in public, you know, you, like well, they say, get what you get. Yeah, you get spit on. I mean, that's like, that's like uh, you I mean, know, that's, yeah, that's... That's like throwing a punch for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I don't know what you got. Why are you spitting on me for? I'll, hey, I'll man. Punch you in the face, too. With or without a coronavirus, somebody spits on me. They better yeah. fucking count their teeth. <laughs> man, fucking I remember seeing hey, that listen. video. The guy was the guy was raising cane in a restaurant. Next thing you know, you got Matt Sarah, like <laughs> like a superhero, goes in and takes this guy out and mounts him. That was oh, I was there. And didn't, I, and I, I didn't hurt him. That's that was no. that was that was that's, cool. that's a true martial that's, arts. That's that's right jiu right there. That's, that's you true know martial arts right there. Any of you guys would have did the same thing except for Jimmy. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I would have said, Matt, where are you? Jimmy Matt? would have poked his eye out. <laughs> Jimmy, oh, I love it. Him on his eye. Yeah. <laughs> now, I would have spit on him. <laughs> Get him. So, so what have you been? So you've been kind of just kind of uh, doing this at the school, getting your school ready. You don't have anything lined up, do you? You don't have anything. Nothing. Uh, nothing. I had my last fight in November. Ended up breaking both my hands in the fight in the second round. With Vicente? 
Yes, in the second round, man. I don't yeah. know if you saw the. I was on Aero Hawaii, and my, my hands. I looked like I had Professor Clump hands. They were swollen. Uh, I broke both my hands in the second round. I'm, I go back to the second round, and I'm like, after the second round, I was like, man, Dad, my hands are broken. He's like, well, hit him with them anyway. So I went and out he there. Did. Man, well, it was uh, it was funny because everybody after the fight was like, dude, you had him hurt. Why couldn't you finish him? I was like, dude, I was trying. Third round, it was like I was trying to hit him as hard as I could, but my body wouldn't let me throw as hard as I wanted to, you know, because they knew they were injured. And you know, you know, you know, Matt. Yeah. Whenever you're you're injured, your adrenaline's going, so normally you don't feel anything. But if you do feel something, you know you're pretty injured out there, you know. Oh yeah. So how did you break both round, your hands? How did you break skull? both of them in the same round? On his skull. <laughs> on this dude's. I mean, if you see him, he's got a, a Vicente. A lot of respect. He's got a melon on him though. He's got a massive skull. And going back and watching a lot of his fights, he takes some punishment, but he keeps on coming. So I knew that he was going to be very difficult to put away. And not only that, he's going to be right there in my face. So I knew there could be potential that I may end up injuring myself out there because how tough this guy is. So I was prepared for it. And if I wasn't with most people, you know, when you got a guy that you, you give him, you know, you give him hell, you hit him as hard as you can in a fight, he just comes right back at you, that, that could be demoralizing. You know what I'm saying? That could be like, what the heck? So I knew what I was getting myself into when it came to him. And literally the next next day, along with myself, like he was unrecognizable. I mean, he was, it was almost like um, Joanna Young Jacek. I mean, he had, I mean, his face was, was, was just, a mess. but he healed up quick. I mean, I think yeah. he had a, a fight lined up, but I think they canceled it. Yeah. When I you mean, broke, I'm, can I ask you one, sorry, Matt, can I ask yeah. you which hand did you break first? And how far apart was it? Like, you break your hand. Are you like, all right, I still have one hand left. And then do you realize the second you break the next hand? And how far apart was it? It was back. It was like right. It was back to back. Boom, boom. I ended up knocking oh. him down with my left hand, and I fractured it there. And while he was on the ground, I had control of his feet. So I pushed his feet out of the way, and I came down with a right hand. But I rolled my hand over too much to hit him. And I just hit him with my, my, uh, my index finger knuckle, and that just cracked just broke and we did uh, on my youtube channel we did a, a hand conditioning uh, uh video which i was very slack on uh this past fight so it i, I gotta get back on my hand condition and not a whole lot of mma fighters do hand conditioning it, yeah. we do it this guy does i mean he's got freaking well, look, at those. <laughs> look at that he's, look at that knuckle look at those knuckles remember. we have How do you we have a wooden uh, post. It's called a makiwera, a maki. And it's got a piece of leather wrapped around it. It's got a tire attached to it down the bottom for conditioning the skin of your shins. It conditions your hands, your knuckles. And it's kind of an old school karate thing. For the bone, it's to develop, help harden up, you know, dense up, make the bones in the hands and forearms more dense so that when you happen to hit somebody in their melon, you stand less of a chance, not guaranteed less of a chance of you breaking breaking your bones and your hands. But they're small bones. You yeah. Know, the bones are small, and it doesn't take a whole lot to break them, especially if you bounce it off somebody's hard head like yeah. that guy right there. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> let me ask you, what do you think of that, that bare knuckle uh, fighting now? I mean, these guys are going to be dealing with some arthritis when they get older. I'll tell you right now. Not only that, I mean, but, but tremendous scar tissue buildup in their face. I mean, every, every fight, those guys are scuffed up. There's yeah. no way. There's no way I would do that. I, yeah. You know, I like to fight, but when, but that's just on another level. You know, they, they couldn't do it. They, they use all the tools. It's, it's just to me. I think it's just uh, another. It's 
it's another whenever the USC came about, it was like the edge. It was on the, you know, it was on the fringe. And I think the bare knuckle thing is just another they're trying to be that next fringe. Yeah. Sometimes you see silly sh- stuff like the uh see how I clean up my language with Mr. T's in Dude, the I know. Yeah. I see that? that. I you like, see that? That's what I do with Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has that, you know, that presence of sir, oh, you know, young man. Yeah. Like <laughs> in the room. No, but uh now what the hell was I gonna say? Where was I? You were oh, talking you uh, Let me back, Jimmy. Wait, you were talking about uh, you uh, about none fighting. of us know bare knuckle fighting. Uh, Steven said it's going to be like, or Mr. Thompson says it's going to be the newest thing. Like people, the fringe, the yeah, next exactly. level. Jimmy knows how to bring me back. You're it's good, almost like bro. the like the tag team MMA or two guys in a. It gets just silly. Do you ever see yeah. the group guys like six on oh. six and something? Like that? Dude, I know. It's if just... you get tapped out, you could be the only one on the other guy's team, and all four or five guys can jump on you, beat you up. I'm like, what? What? Dude, it gets gets downright silly. I feel like the next level to that would be to throw weapons out there or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just throw a weapon. How do those guys get sanctioned? And then we're back at it with the gladiators, just killing each other off. (laughs) How do they get sanctioned to do that stuff? A bare knuckle, a five on one? Like, what state sanctioned? Russia. It's Russia. Oh, Russia. You know know what? It's funny because now, and Mr. T, you're going to remember, like, much like me as a a lifelong martial artist. Now, mixed martial arts, the UFC, it's so part of the norm because everybody, guy, kids grew up with it. But in 1992, when I went to my first jiu-jitsu seminar with Horion and Hoist in Waterbury, Connecticut, I remember them telling us about the this thing in the octagon and and the guys, two guys fighting style. And I thought they just like we're talking about all this. I was like, dude, that's never gonna happen. And now look, <laughs> I remember yeah. being like, what is it, blood sport? I'm like, oh, okay, never gonna happen. And look yeah, at us I remember. Now. I remember when it first started. It was like. It was like uh, like an underground thing almost. I mean, we would go to we would go to a buddy's house at night. And we would watch it, you know, and didn't really tell anybody. It was kind of like an underground thing. I mean, I was young at the time, but it, that's how I kind of felt it was like, you know. And it was, it was, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It's and it's still crazy. And man, the the level of let me tell you what I think about and why I love the concept of the USC. The concept of the USC for me, made, especially the karate world, and that's where I came from, the karate world. The karate world is full of a bunch of egotistical uh, karate fighters, not all of them, but a bunch, where they've kind of lost the the tradition of being respectful, especially in the American karate circuits. The, it's 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 all about me, all about me. I'm the greatest thing on the planet. And they're playing a game of tag. My, they're playing a game of tag. This fake fighting. I'm I'm not into it. I used to be back in the day because that's all there was. But this fake fighting, and I'm I'm the fastest. I'm the greatest thing on the planet. And then this little skinny Brazilian guy came out and started kicking everybody's butt. Even the the karate guys didn't stand a chance. So, you know what? It kind of got us back on track a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, 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 it opened <laughs> up some eyes of these karate guys, me and being one of them. And I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe there's something to this stuff. That was my mom. Oh, <laughs> okay. She said, oh, we're okay, on camera. Maybe there's something to this jujitsu stuff. So, I said, you know what? Let me let me look into this. And well, what, what year was that? 
That was in 92. Nice oh, when I graduated. Miss, uh, Mr. T, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Let oh. me ask you, as, because I, as, when I was coming up, and especially when I first started at Henzo's in like a, a few years after that, like 90, 95, 96, when we were at Henzo's, when coming in, there was two type of people. The idiots that just don't believe any of this shit that's happening in the UFC, or even worse than those guys were the traditional martial artists. Yeah. Not open-minded at all. I want to know, and this question is for you, uh, Mr. Thompson. Uh, it, were you first going, F this jujitsu stuff. They didn't meet a real karate guy yet. Were you that guy? Or were you no. saying, I got to learn this? I, when, whenever it was, it was, it was, I got to learn this. Let me give you a little story. There was a situation where the State Athletic Commission had a meeting had a meeting in the state capital, Columbia, South Carolina, and they invited a bunch of martial arts guys from around the state. So um, there was a whole bunch of karate guys there. And I, I don't remember what year it was, mid-90s sometimes, somewhere in there. And the question was asked, well, they asked each, uh, anybody that wanted to come up and speak on behalf or against the UFC or the, the mixed martial arts coming to South Carolina. Every karate guy that was there that spoke was 100% against it. I was the only karate guy in that meeting that said, I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I told him, I said, I think it should come. I think it's going to change the martial arts world. And I think it's going to be for the better. And boy, you talking about somebody talking about somebody in the doghouse with all the local guys, all <laughs> right. the South Carolina karate guys, because they they scared. They were afraid of it. They Were Were they scared of, of the actual fights or, or of having something uh, a, a look more impressive than what they were doing? Uh, that. They, yes. were, and they think, were afraid yeah. that what was coming was better than what they were doing. Uh, okay? Uh, They're still in existence. Those guys are still doing their thing. Okay? I mean, the UFC's come and, you know, the, uh, the jujitsu's come, but it's open up. I mean, I'm, I'm just a realist. Well, I remember we were doing American karate, and then we started implementing wrestling and jujitsu back in the early 90s. Because in, of the UFC. Yeah, because mm -hmm. of the, the horse grace. You got your blue belt when? I got my blue belt from Hickson in 96. Oh, shit. Yeah, sure did. That's great. Oh, man. That's something yeah. else. And that's, yeah. that's the ultimate legend right there. I have a question now. Now, let me ask you, because you are so effective with your strikes. And the only other fight, I'm sure there's more, to make such a transition from a traditional martial arts, let's say karate, would be like a Laota Machida. So right. I think you two guys, even though you're, you're different, but your karate you know, backgrounds, and you're so effective using the striking, the bouncing, the kicking, the timing with your karate in the octagon, in mixed martial arts, Where's all the other karate guys? Where I know. Where are they? Where well, are they? That's the thing. Like, uh, the, so I guess, I guess our stuff? our karate style and the and uh, like I grew up as a kid doing point fighting, but when I turned twelve years old, it was full contact kickboxing. Yeah. So he fought back in the seventies and eighties, you know, doing full contact kickboxing, and we were we were geared more towards the full contact uh, scene. I guess the more of the point fighting thing, it was a yeah. it was a better proving ground. It was than the point than the point thing. 
everything. You yeah. know, the point, the tag, the, the karate tag, the yeah. fake, what I call fake fighting karate yeah. tag. Uh, I mean, there, there are, there are some, some benefits of being able to close the gap or to be able to hit your opponent first, which you're, you're seeing my, Michael Page Venom. He's very good at That's what he most of his career was doing. And he implemented it into, um, um, uh, you know, MMA as well. But you're starting to see more and more guys with the karate style. You know, like Conor McGregor's got a karate style to him as well. Gunnar Nelson does. Um, so you're starting to see more of the style. You're starting to see more people try and study the, uh, I guess, I guess the style as well. It is a little bit different, but we came up more, a little bit different than the most, the, 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 the popular uh, American karate, you know, stylist. And it was because, and I say this honestly, because it was, it was because of jujitsu. Yeah. Because jujitsu made it, made it way more real. And we had to, we had to, we had to adapt. We had to uh, uh, alter our style so that even with our striking, because I mean, the fastest way to take somebody out is punch them in the face, knock them out. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, it may not be, always be the best, but it's always the fastest. So yeah. we had to, and we weren't going to give that up, our striking. Yeah. So we had to go back and say, you know what? Let's see if we can't uh, adapt. That's what, that's what jujitsu did. They started way back when and started adapting and changing and changing and adapting. They go, they went from went, uh, 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 whenever the uh, what's the gentleman's name that came to Brazil and taught the Gracies. They brought a classical style of jujitsu. Yeah. And then the Gracies got a hold of it, and then they made all these adjustments and changes, and and it became a huge uh, a much better ground system. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's that mentality that you got to respect it. You got to respect that. The the the, the <laughs> willingness to take your style and and work it, improve it, and make it better. So you know what? I followed the lead, and uh, I said, you know what? We're going to do the same thing with our karate system. Yeah. So we, you know, we implemented Especially in a, in a street situation, too. Yeah. 99.9% of the time, you can end up on the ground anyway. You, If you YouTube street fights and just see 99.9% of you, they end up getting slammed or taken down or yes. they're getting or thrown around. around. Yeah, if someone's down. not knocked out with one punch, they're getting their head smashed into a bumper. It's, it's just Ex one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So you got to know. We teach your guys here, kids, too. You know, you're, they're learning the ground, the wrestling, the and the stand-up. We let them spar. They pull out. You know, we call it Kempo sparring, but it's MMA sparring. You know, hands yeah. on guys, man. They, they scrap. double-legging each other. Getting. <laughs> this, I mean, we got little five and six-year-olds, and because they're so, not, they're not, they're not strong enough to hurt each other. But they go at it. Well, we love it. Yeah. When you see street fights and you see one guy who knows jujitsu and one guy who doesn't, it's funny to watch how effective it really is against a person who doesn't yeah. train at all. No kidding. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. I, I love watching. I love watching those guys with. Uh, you know, with some skill, you know, uh, doing work. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With guys who don't, and, and people, it's funny, people don't know what they don't know. You know, yeah. They, they, yeah. they think they can fight. They think they know they can take a punch. You know, after a fight, we get guys that come in the gym, uh, the school all the time. Uh, <laughs> the school all the time. Yeah. And, and, and they got it right. Got it right. And they think, you know, they think they they can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And after a week oh, yeah. or a day or two, and they just get humbled a little bit, and they they don't want any of it, you know. You Which realize is sad, to be honest with you, you know, when you see they, two guys in the street. To... Sorry, sorry. It's usually the no. asshole is the one who doesn't have the training, and the quiet one is usually the one who is trained. But usually the asshole is the one getting beaten up because he thinks he can do something <laughs> yeah. he can't do. Yeah, he, he taught me that. He taught me, man. The loudest guy in the room is not the one you should be worried about. It's the guy over there sitting in the corner not saying anything. Is the one you got to watch out for. That's not always true. I'm a loud mother effer. <laughs> yes, and I'm quiet in the corner. That is true. That is true. That is not always 100%. <laughs> They might Matt, go Matt Sarah's the guy to be there to kind of mess all that up. There are exceptions <laughs> to the rules. And Matt Sarah is definitely an exception. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny with the loud mouth. See, what I tell my students, like that thing you brought up before with that drunk, that got me more students than probably my GSP fight. And it's be- and what I like about what I what I point out is is that that guy did not care. That drunk who started me in that cafe didn't care that my family was behind me. My three little girls, my wife. And I don't look like a wimp. So if that guy had the nuts to mess with me in front, well, he can mess with anybody. He's going to stop exactly. in front of you. No, it's good. And I could have, like Mr. T said, 100% could have neutralized it with a right hand. I hit him. He hits the floor. He's it. My kids are scarred. But it's nice to have that option of just – and people make a big deal about it. I go, what they really don't understand is it's a drunk white belt. It's not a big deal at all. But yeah. – it's because we're used to dealing with people day in and day out that know how to get out. It really is that easy, and it's a joke. So it turned a lot of people on to jujitsu, which I like. I don't know how we got into that. That's awesome because they see the realness of it. They see how yeah. it can be done without actually hurting somebody. I've always wondered, when that guy sobered up, did he ever contact you or message you or anything? Or no. Or did he ever say he was sorry? Nothing, nothing at all. He was a dirtbag. Even when that thing got broken up, he was, I guess he was still drunk, but he was making like rude gestures to my, oh, my wife. And he said, I told him, like, hey, dude, you're lucky that didn't happen before I was mounted on you, mother. Oh, so, yeah. So, and yeah, you're yeah. going to be glad that you're, you're a honey and your kids were there because you could have really, yeah. I mean, like you said, he just, people just don't know. They, they just, just don't know. You know what it is? That's a relatable situation. Like watching two guys in a cage fight is not relatable to most people. Watching mm-hmm. some drunken ass uh, in a restaurant is very relatable. Who else had one? Uh, uh, didn't um, Ryan Hall? Ryan. Ryan Hall had one. Yeah, where he Ryan. Yes. Loud. Handled yes, it like a like champ. Pulling the guy outside or choking him out or something like that. Just mounted him, took him down, mounted the guy who was saying he was going to bite his nose off. He was in his face. <laughs> he was sitting there. He was just sitting there. Sitting there and Ryan Hall is sitting oh, there. Oh, that's like, the prime. Like, and stuff. He's just sitting yeah. there. He just takes him, mounts him, controls him. It's it's like having a superpower. <laughs> yeah. It is. And even even because, you know, Ryan comes here and gets some work in and stuff as well. And, you know, I, I know I'm physically stronger than him. I know I'm more athletic than him. But can't do anything with him. I can't do nothing, man. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's like the prime... Yeah. You know, 
guy who doesn't look like he can do anything, but could just kill you. I like can it, imagine. With a pinky. Ryan, Ryan has a, he's a very, uh, a happy go lucky kind of guy. He's very, he's extremely intelligent, but I think there's a dark side to him. <laughs> a sinister side. There's a sinister side. Yes. My man, Ryan is one of those guys. If he, if he wouldn't get in trouble, he would, he would take he would you out. Probably ring your head off. Or probably just for the fun of it, break a finger off and then maybe break another finger off just because, you know, he's just... He's a Zen-like. He's a Zen-like guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. man. I I imagine as a kid, he probably got picked on a lot before he had skills. Yeah. And I think once he developed skills, I think, you know, he's just like... Because, you know, he's a, he's a nerd. He knows it. He's a geek. He'll tell you. He's a jiu-jitsu geek. He's just, he's just on another level hey, of intelligence. He eats, sleeps, lives it. He, he lives it. Anything fighting, Ryan Hall is a sponge, and he's a, he's a wizard. <laughs> but when it, comes to, when it comes to fighting, he could be a, a really a war, dangerous, just, yeah, a dangerous really, guy. Dangerous I would never guy. want to meet him in a dark alley. No, for sure. Well, first of all, though, just with, with I know you're a humble guy. Basically, Rory McDonald started with a rolling fucking leg lock on you. The fight basically started with you in a full-fledged uh, leg lock, and you got yes. out and you beat his ass. So you're very humble, but let me tell me, I know you. You're a stud. Listen, Wonder Boy, uh, with Ryan Hall, and I know you guys don't want to take credit for it, but I know he's working all around. But his kid, I first of all, I love watching Ryan Hall fight. I love purists. Like whether it's your not that you're not well rounded, whether yourself with the karate, like guys at the very top of their craft. You, yeah. you fucking, I love your sidekicks, dude. Love them. Thank you. Not your most underused weapon in all of MMA. That effing I, sidekick. Look sure. at that thumbs up. He agrees with me, Mister T. Yes, <laughs> I love the sidekick. I love it. I work with my. I don't. I'm not no kickboxing trainer, but I have a decent sidekick. I I work with my wife because she she had a kickboxing match and whatnot, and so it's fun. Yes. But I I yes, yeah, she won too. What? Yeah, yeah. Tell tell you that. That's awesome. I feel like we're just FaceTiming and bullshitting. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> at 36 years old, it was a year ago. At 36 years old, she never did any sports. She did kickboxing. Wow. My buddy Carol uh, Colombo just to lose some baby weight. And next thing you know, she took a fight and she won at the Capitol in Manhattan. It was no so much. Yeah, I was so proud. But uh, back, now, oh, yeah, bring the right hole. Are you guys? So you guys are helping him with those kicks because Ryan Hall's got some good kicks. He does. I mean, I He's been down, been down many times to work on his striking. Of course, vice versa. We work on jujitsu and things like that. We have a good time. With it. But the guy, he's just a sponge everywhere. He's got karate guys up there that are taekwondo styles that help him out as well. But, you know, the hook kicks and things like that. I mean, I would want to take full credit of it. But uh, he he's definitely worked. We worked on a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah. but he also has some guys, Ton. Up there, I think he's. I think he's with, at, at his gym now. Mm-hmm. Ton and his brother, who um, was on the Ultimate Fighter with him, has helped him out with a lot of stuff as well. So, yeah. I, what I like is that with his style, it's so safe because he could throw those kicks with just reckless abandonment. Bah, 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 and if a guy's getting right past that range, it's where he wants yeah. it. You know, so he's yep. always coming out clean, and he's so, so fast with it. He's so fast with it. Hey. He knows what he's doing. Like. You know, when he gets on your leg, there's no, all right, where does this go? Where does that go? It's just oh, yeah. there, and it's and it's done. He goes to it. He goes to the next move, the next move, next move. He goes to it. And I've seen, yeah. The only disadvantage to that is if you look at a guy like Verdum, who is never afraid to throw a punch or a kick. He didn't give a shit if you took him down. And then he wound up getting a little bit sloppy, throwing a punch, 
against Stipe. And I think that's the only disadvantage to being so good on the ground is if you, you forget that you can get knocked out. Yeah. It, it, well, he did run after him with punches. It was, it was high, hindsight's yeah, yeah. 20, hindsight's twenty twenty, <laughs> but you know, he's gonna only <laughs> fools rush in. I don't give a shit, man. And think from a guy that ran into a back fist three times. Trust me, you don't do that stuff. You don't just rush in. Which is now, are you studying anything? Are you doing anything? Uh, training? Doing any kind of martial arts? Working with my man Sarah? No, Which, I started if taking. If not, you should. Well, Matt's Come Long on. Island. I'm in Manhattan. I started taking kickboxing oh, uh, in Manhattan. I just I started, and then of course the coronavirus. As soon as I, I fall in love with it and start taking yes. it three times a week, the gym shuts down. It's, it's because I'm enjoying it. Why don't you plug you, Jimmy Shulman. Rivera? Yeah, over at uh, Tiger Showman, UFC fighter Jimmy Rivera. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah. You got to hype him up, he's, Jimmy. He's been with Tiger Showman for what? Forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to throw hook punches. Those are the hardest ones. Is throwing uh, is throwing the hook like the left to the right. You don't realize how much thing. my feet suck. No, it's not a natural thing. My feet just stand there and I throw punches. It's very difficult. Gentlemen, can you help me with this? I yeah. love that he's training. I love that he's training, and I agree with Mister T with that right hand is the quickest way to end of it and the end the situation. But my little Jimmy Bird, I'm afraid, is not going to be able to crack an egg. He should do some jujitsu. Yeah, a hundred percent. You you definitely should be you should be learning it at all. You work your stand up, do some jujitsu, and not only that, you'll become a better person from it because it's uh it, like I said, it's a very humbling uh, um experience. It it, yeah. it it helps you overcome uncomfortable situations, if you will, and you're going and to be not able- just physically but mentally, emotionally, dude. It it's it's it, you know I've been punched and kicked my entire life but when it comes to the on the ground stuff it's so it's just a different feel man it is it's a different when you're uncomfortability when you're, when you're laying when you're in a casket and that's essentially what it's like whenever somebody's mounted chest in your face big hairy <laughs> chest in your face armpits all up in your nostrils <laughs> when you're when you're trying to breathe through somebody's ghee because it's all sopping wet and drip and drenched over your face. Oh, I want to train now. All right, all right listen, listen. You're not that's doing a, a good job of selling jujitsu. <laughs> when I was little, when I was little, I used to grab, I used to roll with him, and that's all he would do. He would mount me and try and cover my face up, make it as claustrophobic as possible. Yeah. I'm freaking out, and and he's just doing it just to so I would be comfortable with it. He was he was he was sinister. <laughs> he's trying to. Hey, it's it's part of the training. It's part of what hey, you activate yourself to. It's making I, yourself breathe, right? Like when someone's on top of you, because that's, yeah. that's probably when most people, myself included, would panic. Well, what mm-hmm. Mr. T's talking about is making somebody, he's making young Wonder Boy comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yes. You understand? Yes, sir. You know? And he did that at a, young, at a young age, too. So They don't understand the danger that they're in very young. So you can teach them some pretty intense, put them in pretty intense situations, you know what I'm saying? When they're young, yes. they can learn the they can learn it, but they don't realize your hands in your face. They don't realize <laughs> the, the danger <laughs> of the situation they're in, so they don't quite develop the fear of it. Yeah. It's only when they come more intelligent that they realize, wow, that was that's dangerous. You know what well, I'm you saying? Well, you know when that you know when that paid off? Round four of the first Woodley fight. Uh, I've never seen a more claustrophobic situation than that. Watching you, uh, I kept thinking he's going to tap, he's going to tap, he's finished, and you survived that round. I think that was the fourth round of the first round. It was. Right? I got knocked down twice, and I'm, I was just, just, I had no idea where I was. Then I was in a deep guillotine choke, which 
which it number one, it could have been better. Thank God it wasn't, you know. He kind of yeah. went more of his back. It was up against the cage. If he was more on his side, it would have been a lot tighter. But, uh, yeah, for a second there, I was prepared to go out for sure. Uh, you know, if it was an arm bar or, or, or a heel hook or something like that, I would definitely tap. I mean, I'm 37 years old, so, you know, another, another full-on blown-up knee, I, right. I'd probably end my, my career. But when it comes to a choke or a guillotine like that, it, it's funny what you say in those situations, too. I was in the deep guillotine. And for a split second, I was able to breathe and talk. And I literally said to myself, I was like, you know, all these people came to watch me fight. I said I wasn't ta- – I'm not tapping. And I actually said that when I was in the guillotine. And then uh, next thing you know, I could – right when I said I could feel his arms start to get tired, and then I popped my head off. But those are the fights that I love the most. You know, the one yeah. – even the, the, the Matt Brown fight when um, – that was the first time um, I had a really bad weight cut. Yeah, I was done 30, 30, 30 seconds, maybe 30 seconds into the first round. I was just done. But those are the ones that I remember the most, the ones I'm more proud of, because when most people would give up, you know, I, I, you learn more about yourself in those kind of fights. You know, there's nothing sure. worse, nothing worse than getting tired in there. Oh. Am I right or wrong? Oh, Especially if you're proud. If not, if you're a coward, no big deal. But, yeah. if, you know, hey, man, I had enough. All right, it got too hard for me. But if you're not. If you're a guy that's a proud guy, woo! It's that is tough. It sucks. I it, I can it, it hurts. Like you know, you're not going to give up, right? And oh. you know that you don't move as well as you normally would if had you been, you know, a number one, good weight cut, good shape. He was in great shape. It was just the weight cut was so bad. But even when you're tired, like you know your legs are tired, or you know your uh it, it's it's a, it's a hurt in your chest it's like a, a it's, not, it's like a burning man it's a burning sensation but it's it's a it's a it's a uh it tests your will it's a fight of the will like if you're you, you have to outwill your guy you know you have to just 100 percent. also like yeah. is something telling you like it could be over if if, if you're I, i'll just relate to a couple only a couple of fights that really happened to me one was the caro fight where i almost finished a guy and then i got tired and I remember the guy on me and just, I'm like, all I got, there's things, there's, there's battles in your head. Like, all you got to do is cover up for two seconds more and it can be over. But there's yeah. something stopping you from doing that. So you find out a lot about yourself in those battles. That's something that a lot of people from that, they definitely can't relate on the couch. They can't, they can't. oh, why did, oh, listen up. They don't know what that feeling is of this, this, this torture could be over in a second. All I got to yeah. do is just, Cover up for a couple more seconds. It could be over. But there's yeah. something in you that's not letting you do that. And that makes me or it should make yourself proud that you that you make those decisions because it's and very it's, honest. Right. Like, you and know, there's you, no, no faking and, that. And you learn like the truest uh, about somebody in, yes. in, in those situations. You know, the, 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 the guy that I the truth about you, you know. Uh, if you're a quitter or not. And people say they're not quitters until they're in those kind of situations. And even at the highest level, I've seen guys, like, Khabib's very good at putting you in that situation. Yeah. Because, like, Khabib. And I've seen guys fight Khabib, and then it's like, you know, you know, they're, they're just being just punished, and then they're, then they're, you know, they're turning over to their back, and they're pretending not to defend the choke, and the next thing you know, they're getting tapped out. You know, it's like – yeah, there's something there. Okay, yeah, I think you gave up. I think you <laughs> and, and if they weren't finished, he'll start talking to you to make you. Hey, yeah. I deserve this. Michael yeah, Johnson. Like, Come on, we both know this. We I both know I deserve it. Just give up, man. Just give up. I don't like doing this. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of another guy with 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 that spirit, 
Edson Barbosa, when he fought Khabib, yep. he had nothing. There was yeah. no way Edson Barbosa should even been in there after the first 30 seconds of that fight or whatever it was. Edson Bar, but did he stop? No. Did he did he tap? No. It was getting punched. Did he and punched, punched? Yeah. No. Punched. Edson Barbosa is a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, that he's was another one man. too. It, it was like it, it was at the beginning of the round. You're like, all right, he's standing up. He's got a shot, and then you know, a, a less than a minute later, he's he's fucking tangled up against the cage. You're like, this is gonna be a long round. Yeah, yeah I was surprised he didn't tap as well. Yeah. I, I think that's how it's gonna be with uh, the Ferguson fight. I mean, uh, and everybody wants this fight to happen, but I mean, Tony Ferguson doesn't have great takedown defense. He, he he just doesn't. He plays a lot off of his back. He likes to throw elbows, but but Khabib's control on the ground is just I think it had a higher level. I think he may have a little bit of hard time with his reach. But Tony Ferguson walks forward, which makes the takedown a little bit easier for Khabib because he'll just run right into a double or whatever. And Khabib's huge. He's, he's, a, big, a, he's a big 155er for sure. And, but I think I think it's just going to be the same thing like Khabib does to everybody. But has he fought a guy as comfortable off his back as Ferguson? And has he fought a guy with the gas tank that Ferguson has? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think Khabib's hardest fight today. I mean, well, one of the one of his hardest fights and was the um, was Aliquinta when he yeah. fought Aliquinta. That was such a good fight. And that was such a short notice. I think uh, Aliquinta, if he had a full on training camp for that, I don't know if he had a full on training camp for that, but I think he would have done a lot, a lot better. You're supposed to fight Felder. Yes. Oh, that's oh the gotcha, 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 gotcha. But it was great. Time. But even the changing of an opponent could definitely change your game plan. And, you know, having to do that, you know, with a day or even a week could mess with you. But I thought he did very well. Yeah, what do you think me, about a possible uh, Ferguson uh, Gaethje Mac? Now they're talking about Gaethje and Ferguson because Habib can't says he can't get out of Russia. They, they Dubai closed down, so he had to go back to Russia, and now he can, probably can't get out of Russia for two thirty nine. So now they're looking at Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. That'd be oh, that would be a nasty. Yeah. Uh, anybody who exciting fight. Anybody who fights Gaethje is in for just a rough fight, mm. a tough yeah. fight. It's like it's like when you think of people fighting uh, Yo Romero. You know you're you're leaving that fight with an injury. You know you're you're taking life of your fight career when you fight him. It's like when you yeah you know, that's, that's that's like the same thing I get the when you fight Gaethje. Yeah, he's actually looking better now than he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean he's more precise. I mean, and with the power he has. Like Ferguson is almost like a Terminator, El Kakui, the boogeyman. Like he keeps coming yeah. forward, but is he going to be able to take those shots from from oh. Justin Gaethje? I mean, I don't know, man. Justin, Tony, I mean, especially that that first round will be yeah. edge of your seat mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, the whole mm -hmm. fight. I, I think I, it's going to be. And both of those guys have the mentality. They're, those guys are bulldogs. You just have to let loose. You know, you you just like you know some guys. You know, they they like to have the game plan. They like to. The, the mental and the, 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 the guesswork is out there. Those, these type of guys, you just let them go, and they'll just go out there and just hammer it out and just fight. There's no thinking. They're just like just want, they just want to, they want to battle. They're, yeah, they want to grind. They want, they're beasts. They're, they're, I would be more excited to see that fight than the Ferguson-Khabib fight. Yeah, Gaethje against anyone. Gaethje Connors a fight I wanted to see, and it seems like nobody – he's got to be very frustrated – uh, because he seems like he's being overlooked. I, he, yeah. he, you know, he's not the name that Connor is or that Habib is, but nobody seems to want any part of fighting Justin Is Gacy. it Habib or Khabib? Habib, but I always say Habib, Habib too, uh, but it's Habib. It's very difficult for me to make my say the silent K. It's hard to, to, to oh, okay. say. Okay, got you, got you. Now, let me ask you, speaking of nobody wanting to fight somebody, anybody, 
you know, like you look at guys who are super popular right now, and one of the boys popular as hell. But you look at a guy like Jorge Masvidal, who I'm a fan of. I love his style. I like his attitude. But, I mean, you beat Jorge Masvidal handedly. It wasn't a close fight, if I remember correctly. I remember you beating Jorge. It was basically what you do to everybody. So it's like, is it, and Mr. T, you can help me with this, is it just because your son's just super, just so squeaky clean, nice guy? I mean, not in a cage, he's a beast. But what is it? Why was Jorge Masvidal with the three-piece and he's, you know, and, and that's him. He's not, he's a real dude. You're a real dude. You bested him in a fight. He's went on. He's got the baddest mother effort title and this and that. He's, you know, headline and stuff. It, you know, nobody's saying, hey, why don't they run that back? Yeah, nobody, nobody's really saying it. And I think it has a lot to do with, you know, what Masvidal has done and who he's put away. You know, he knocked yeah. out Till, who beat me. You know, and he knocked well, out. Uh, well, one. yeah, hey, right. Come on, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. Everyone's right. right. decision out. in yeah. London. He ended up and he, and he knocked out uh, the guy who was supposed to be, you know, who was like the 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 next champion. You know, uh, been asking him five seconds. Oh man! Along with the hype that he that he's been getting a lot lately with what happened behind stage backstage with um. Yeah, you know, it was, no, uh, it no, was. Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards yeah. So there's, there's, it's a combination of going out there, knocking dudes out, and and the kind of the backstage stuff on, on his personality and who he is. I like Masvidal too because he is a real guy. He's he, for real. He's like, you know, he is that guy. He's not the guy who's who's trying to pretend to be that guy. He he's not is Kobe that guy. Covington for sure. Right? right. And I think that has a lot to do with it, which kind of inspires me a little bit. You know, I ended up, I did end up beating him. He lost. And now he's one of the most popular guys in the UFC, you know, after two wins or three wins. Excuse me. Well, it's also a bit of a comeback, too. Like when people are, are suckers for what we see as a comeback and there's something about it after having lost two straight for him to come back. I think there's something about people. Like, hey, he's making a comeback. And it's just exciting to watch somebody yeah. come back from a couple of losses. Right. Right. And, and now yeah, he's like sure. one of the po most like popular guys in the UFC right now. Masvidal. So it, it makes sense for him to be at the top. I mean, do I think he deserves the title next? I, I, I figured they would have given it to, to Leon Edwards, who's on like a nine-fight winning streak, you know? He's or a guy nobody nine. wants any part of. Leon Edwards, I, I, the Woodley fight has been postponed, but he's yes. a guy that it seems like people want nothing. Because polite guys who don't have like the draw of a Connor, or, there's no advantage to fighting them because they can only hurt you and they're not like the name that a, a McGregor or somebody like that is. I think that's a right. problem that a guy like that has. Like Colby's sure. at least a name. Like he, he's a dick, but he's, he's popular enough to at least get some good pay-per-view numbers. Yeah, they, I figured they would have put Edwards and Masvidal for the fight for the title instead of these other guys because they have beef, you know? they, they true. They had the, the – he got the three-piece in, in a soda, you know, in backstage. So that's – I figured that would be the fight to, to actually make before they would give anybody one of those titles, uh, you know, yeah. for the title shot. I but, agree. That would be I, perfect. I, I would love to see you versus Leon Edwards. That's what that I would, would be like. a good one. We would love to see I that. I would love that one too, man. That would be a good fight. Because, but everybody sees Edwards, you know, he, he's got good stand-up, but he's not afraid to wrestle you either. He did that against Luque when he fought oh. Vicente Luque. Took yeah. him down left and right. I'm pretty sure he took him down numerous times around. So he, you, he's not afraid to do it. He did it against uh, RDA. Got an Nelson. RDA, yeah. I mean, any one of you – listen, besides um, Matt Brown and uh, Pettis – you can make a you can make a 
case for any of those other losses if you call them losses with your fight. You're one of uh, with your fights. You're one of the best that ever stepped in the octagon, Stephen Thompson. Well, Start acting cocky now. Change Thank your you, Matt Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> You're too nice. I want you to be the opposite of John Travolta at Greece when he got all squeaky. <laughs> I want you to be a T-bird. I got you, bro. I got you, brother. I'm just trying to do references that Mr. T will get and he went together. <laughs> he got him. He got him. Sure. He got it. You're going to show up at the fair like a burnout. You're going to be total opposite. I don't fucking know. I got you, man. <laughs> I just respect you, man. I want you to get the fight you Thank deserve. You. Thank you. Well, well I was again. planning on I was planning on coming out there. Of course, Chris had his fight lined up, and I don't think that's happening now. So I was planning on coming up to Long Island, hopefully seeing seeing you guys. Hopefully, if 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 it does after this whole thing is over and if they reschedule a fight, or if I have a fight, we're definitely going to be up there to see you. So I want this. How long has the new school been there? Oh, what since uh, September? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You need to come down and see our place. I I'm want to. Me or Jimmy? Well, both of yeah, us. Both of you. Road trip, I, Jimmy. I'm going to go down Yeah. Yeah, and you can watch me throw a hook punches and see how poorly I'm doing it. I don't know how Jimmy Rivera hasn't thrown me out of the school already. I mean, he's, he keeps trying to go, oh, you're doing good. He's very encouraging, but my feet, I don't know how you guys do that without planting your feet and thinking of it every time you do it. It's fucking... It's so funny, too. Like, this is our lives. I'm, I'm very similar yeah. with you guys where I'm sure, like, and I said this to, to you before, uh, Stephen, is that if, let's say... You stop fighting tomorrow. I don't think your life's changing one bit. I think if you had another, you had a hundred million in the bank. I think you're still doing the kids' classes and, oh, and yeah. playing with the nurse. That's my jam. I, that's what you do. You're happy. Oh, that's it brings what I happiness. Do. You know, as a martial artist, man, the, the 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 feeling you get when you know and you're changing somebody's life, 100%. or you're you're changing it for the better. You're teaching them something that uh, they can't get anywhere. They can't get from baseball or basketball. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, 100%. You know, you're not put in you're not put in uncomfortable situations pitching or hitting a baseball bat or sliding into a base. You're not you're not learning more about yourself when you're in those kind of situations. And I'm teaching we, we got them as young as three years old out there. Oh, you know, wow. Oh, you're better than, three and four year olds. Better than me with guys. that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, and these kids, we got guys kids <laughs> who've been here the entire, you know, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. Started when they were three. You know, you have, any, you have any of those kids saying to you, like, I, I want to be the next UFC champ type of thing? Or oh, no? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We got kids that come and train, I mean, every day. We recommend them coming in twice a week, but they're there every day, man. They're, there's no getting rid of them. I mean, and not just that, but you see one one kid start, and then next thing you know, their brother's starting. It's good. And, you know, next thing you know, the Contagious. whole family's doing it. No. So it's like, it's great, man. It's great. I mean, more than just the training, I miss the atmosphere of my schools. It's a good yeah. time. It's it a is. good So it's like, so it's like, whoa, like this thing. I just like you guys just opened up that school. I just did a my lease was over. So I'm like, ah, another 15 years. I'm doing this easy. I signed on another lease and then we get hit with the corona. I go, ah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do agree that they listen. I plan on I taught 20 years on Long Island. I, I plan on teaching another 20. I mean, this thing will get better. Sure. But will. it's just a matter of when. Like my kids, they're saying now, like the end of April for school. Yeah. Honestly, end of April. I, I think that. I think that school is going to be out for the rest of the season. It is. I agree 100%, man. I agree. Everybody's doing these online, you know, online class. I don't know how they're doing that. Or we got kids, we got parents having to go to the schools to pick up their classwork. So parents are pretty much kind of going home and having to, having to teach their kids. If, If I had a kid, he would, he would be held back for sure. (laughs) I can't, I don't remember nothing. 
No, my, I mean, I can barely add or subtract, so let alone read. If it doesn't have, if it if it don't have anything to kick some punches and rear naked chokes, I don't, I don't know anything, anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all you need to know. That's, that's all you need to know. You don't need to know any of that math crap. All you need to yep. know is kicks and punches and, and jujitsu. There's nothing that's else you need. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, that's all I know. And I also. <laughs> Also, I know that my kids are doing the dance. They, have, they, they they live at the dance class, so they're doing the online thing. And my wife set it up downstairs right where my virtual reality system is. So there oh, might be, hey, hey, I can only do so much. I'm getting pent up. I'm going to have to have some a talk after this with, with them. <laughs> Wait, so you I got a virtual reality? Is it, is it hey. PlayStation or what? Oh, oh, no, no, none of that. Vive Pro. Oh, no, I'm really, dude. I am. What? This is being there. This is me and my <laughs> helmet. I love it. And what is like it I called? Said, I'm in a house of women, you know. Oh, and I love yeah. girls, my wife. They watch the mass singer who wants to dance with what? I'm in the room, but I'm off to the side. And I'm I'm in the Vive, the HTC Vive. Oh, that's right. the that's the one. system. So much fun. I'm in there and I'm with them. I can pick up. See who was behind the peacock, and I go right back in, <laughs> and I'm doing my thing, and I love it. You, my friend, are a gamer because I yes. know you were on Twitch, Wonder Boy. Yes, I am, man. Wonder Boy is Twitch.tv. Wonder Boy Faith. I, I'm out there streaming on a regular basis with Chris Wyman now because no. he's pent up at home. We're out there having a good time. So, it. and and Chris Wyman is getting you know getting more subscribers by jumping in his. You know, if I get five more subscribers, I'm jumping in my ice bath. Or I'm doing a combination. <laughs> I'm gonna, great, I'm, man. I'm jumping on this bandwagon. I Get am. It, let's go. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling I'm you. It's a great way because you, you know, you got a ton of fans out there. It's a great way to get with them and kind of, and and just have them see you for for you doing your own thing in a relaxed okay. situation. You know, it's awesome. All right, let me tell fans you. Well, I'm doing it anyway. I, I might yeah. even get paid. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Money, it might as well get people donate to you, man. You know, they you they subscribe, so you get a percentage of that as well. So it's fun, man. I mean, why not? Why not? You're getting kids. You're getting people. You need to go watch this guy. His name is Dr. Disrespect. Have you okay. heard of him? No. Look what him up, dude. That He's probably the most entertaining streamer out there. Well, okay. I'll get ideas. What does he do? What does he do? He games for a living. He's on Twitch for a living. What I he's on do there for my life. Maybe six hours, no, four or five hours in the morning, in the afternoon. And then has the rest of the day off. He's like, he trains. He's fit. He's six eight. He's six eight. He's got like a him. he's got a mustache. He's got a fake mullet on. Uh, he's the guy's hilarious, man. He's hilarious. But he makes hundred like hundreds of thousands of dollars just gaming. That's all he does. Well, why couldn't um, why couldn't I got done that, Dad? Why couldn't you've got me gaming? I mean, now nowadays, like when I was growing up. Parents are trying to keep you off the gaming system. Sure. Now, when these parents are, are, are seeing these kids making millions, they're yeah. like, no, you'll be a gamer. If you you'd been a gamer, you'd be 350 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's why, at least virtual reality, I stand up once in a while. Yeah, yeah you got I'm, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into your virtual reality. So much fun. No, you Either, can't send, me a, send me a text on it. Yeah, you can get motion sick too. I've, I've done a walking yes. around one, and I wanted to vomit. It can make you sick uh, if you if you're oh, prone to motion sickness. Yeah, hey, it made hey, me nauseous. I don't, you, I don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, Ready Player One. Oh my goodness, bro, bro, quality. It. It's going that route. Like I'm 100? telling you, it's going to be that way. Jimmy, Jimmy, have I not said that before? I know you don't listen to me sometimes. I've said that to you many times. I tell them to watch Ready Player One. It's such a great movie. Yeah, it reminds me it? of like those Steven Spielberg kind of. I've never seen it. it. 
Mr. T loves it, Jimmy. It's great. Because Jimmy thinks, because I'm I'm into the Marvel movies and stuff, Jimmy thinks that anything I recommend is just going to be, not beneath him, but like too kitty. And well, he doesn't no, this is definitely a quality. I mean, it's got an 80s vibe. It's got the 80s music. Yes. You know what I mean? It's got the 80s vibe. I'm all into the 80s right now. Everything's into the 80s. If you look at Stranger Things back in, it's in the 80s. Ah, you know what I'm saying? It's so the new funny. Ghostbusters are coming out. You got, you know, Ready Player One playing the old 80s vibes. Like, it's it's really cool, man. You have and to check it out. It's weird, Wonder Boy. Like, the whole social distancing. When I'm in that thing and I meet up with my buddies in there, Genova and everybody, Son of Croft, I, I see them in the distance. And I got, I go, hey, guys, I run around, we give it high fives. <laughs> my wife's looking at me, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm high fiving my boys. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I go, virtual hugs. All right, let's go merch some fools. And then we, yeah. <laughs> right. dude, I, dude, I'm getting me one. I'm getting, hey, and we're going we're gonna to meet up. We're going to game. We're going to game. A hundred percent. hundred down. Awesome, That's man. Fun, That's going to be fun. I can't wait, dude. We're going to do it. Jimmy, what else do we want to talk to a young Wonder Boy about? Just uh, how happy we are to see you. And yes. uh, I guess before we let you go, I mean, it, the amazing thing about you is what a good life you you lead. Like, you know, I, the big news this week is uh, John Jones again. And it's like some guys just have a hard time getting on in the right lane and staying there. And it's like, it's hard to watch a guy who is so good and who we love watching so much. And he's so talented just make mistake after mistake and it's like it's a little frustrating and it's good you've avoided stuff like it. that well i don't you know i i was all i've always been i've always been asked you know who's the guy that's going to be john jones and i tell him it's going to be john jones yep john mm-hmm. jones is is the one that's defeating himself and i and i hate to say it because i you know i want the best for the guy you want the best for everybody but you know, especially um, the talent like that with with that kind yeah. of talent man i mean you don't want to see it go to waste because he's not just you know doing stuff that you know you're not supposed to be doing you know what i'm saying like you know it's i mean it's it's i don't know if he just has a bunch of yes men around him or if he doesn't he needs a mr t in his life is what he needs he needs to yeah. slap him around let him know what he's doing wrong you know and he's, oh, he's got um, all the brothers too so that's what's strange you know he's got all the brothers he's got and having a having a firearm, it's like if you're the the light heavyweight champ, you don't need a firearm. That's the advantage to being John Jones. You can handle yourself without that shit. You don't need to carry that around with you. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And you got so many people looking up to that guy, watching him every day. Like, how do you not? How do you not do the right thing? You know? I don't know. Yeah. We well, all make mistakes. So hopefully, hopefully he'll mind, learn Jimmy, from keep it. Keep in mind, Jimmy, you are talking to Southern boys here. <laughs> so our mentality is. Everybody should have a firearm, but, <laughs> but, but you should be skilled and responsible. Yeah. If See, I know I wouldn't be good with it. I know I'd show it off. <laughs> I know I'd don't. wave it out the no, car window. If somebody cut me off. No, you don't. You don't know what you don't know, boy. <laughs> well, see, comes out. Well, see, uh, we were, we were, and and that's how where you kind of get the 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 wrong wrong idea. I was I was taught at a very young age what a firearm can do, and yeah. and how to handle a firearm. And a lot of these kids, you know, who don't know, who don't grow up, who have no idea how to work a firearm, go in their dad's, you know, closet, don't know how to work it. And next thing you know, you know, they end up killing themselves. A, a, a firearm's a tool. It's a tool. It's it, it, you're just dead with a hammer. 
Well, I have nothing against firearms. I mean, that, I, that's it's fine if people own them. I was just saying Jones is a guy. It's like because he did something wrong with it. It's like, what are you doing? Like, especially oh, if you, you know you're John Jones, yeah, you don't need that if you're just going to go out. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, John? Like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. It's, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Listen, he's not going to learn from any of this shit. But I got to ask you guys something. Did okay. you guys see on Netflix Tiger King? Anybody? Yes. 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 Did you I watched watch the first two, well, I yes. watched the first two episodes. What the freak? Mr. T, you can't make this shit up. How, you, how are Jimmy, there humans in the world like that? I, don't I remember it. him because I was going to vote for him when he was running for president. That's how I knew him. <laughs> how? It's crazier. It's wild, man. It's, it's nuts, man. I don't want to give how? nothing away, but like you, you, you learn about the one dude. And then you see the other heavier guy. And you're like, oh, he might be a little more normal. Oh, no, no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. And then you're the, the girl. And you're like, all right, the lady. You're like, oh, she's. Wait a second. Who's she's missing? She's not either. Holy sh- It's. She's listen, better husband do the Tigers, man. Dude, it is. I'm, I just it's wild. And it's all real. Like, it's kids. not scripted. It's all real. That's what like, I'm, Jimmy. It's so fucking good. Cool. Have crazy. you not seen it, Jimmy? No, you yeah, I saw all seven parts. I loved it. Oh, you did? Oh, my gosh. I only saw wow. three, but I, mean, I was going to throw shut it off last night. It was late, me and my wife, around 2 in the morning. And then all of a sudden it gets to the point where we find out about, well, somebody's, the wife's, I will say, the husband's missing. We're like, wait, what? what? We watched a whole other episode. Like, I mean, shit. It's, dude, that thing is so damn bizarre. The music videos, the, uh, wow. The producer was great because they, they, he does a very good job of making everybody look like an idiot, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the producer, the way the, the, the yes. story, the way it's adding yes. up and edit it it's amazing man and it's all real it's not like you normally when you see reality tv it's fake you know it's really it's all scripted this is it's all real man yeah it's real wild it's wild you guys have to watch the rest of it 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 gets crazier it gets crazy (laughs) yeah i'm gonna watch what are you up to with it wonder boy how many episodes i'm just i'm I'm on like two episodes in that's it two episodes you found out about the wife the the, the lady oh yeah yeah that's that's what i'm up to now and i'm like Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I, honestly, I'm I'm behind the curve on this one. I've not I've, I've told him about it. I told the whole family. Yeah, but I've not seen him yet. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to check this out. It's on Netflix. You know, it's got to be something. Whenever they're taking this this guy, what's his name? Uh, uh they call him Tiger exotic, King, but it, Tiger exotic Tiger Joe. everywhere. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Trump memes with him and stuff. You know, it's got to be something. I think Stepe did one. If you go to his Instagram, look up Stepe. He's got. He did one. It's hilarious. Well, it's something else. I'll yeah, tell watch you. watch the rest of them. They're worth it's worth seeing. It's it's the I'll best thing I've seen in a sure. long I'm time. It up so now I'm binge watching. <laughs> well, look, man, we love having you on, and uh, appreciate we appreciate it, both of you guys. The whole this this, this literally has been uh, an hour and ten minutes, and it feels like we've been talking for oh, twenty five minutes. Oh wow, uh, are you kidding? Listen, wow. an hour we, don't and 10 get, we we don't like on UFC Unfiltered with off where our friends and fans, the Unfiltered Army, we don't like to give out homework, but today I am. UFC Fight Pass, when you're done binging on all Wonder Boy's marvelous fights, we're going to look up that Hoist and Chemo fight. Just, I, I'm not splitting hands. Yes, you have I'm to. You have to. We have we to, have to find out. Debacle. We have, we to. have to find out. Just remember. <laughs> chemos, because I see them leave with a pony belt. Remember, Mr. T knows. I'm going back and I'm watching it tonight. I'm going to. I'm gonna have to say I told you so. It, he may be completely wrong, but he'll he'll sir, still say it's right. Sir, we agree to disagree. <laughs> we'll we watch it tonight, and we will have an answer. We will have an answer by tonight. Matt, All let's right. make a commitment to watch that fight, and we will have an answer by tonight. Sounds good. 
Guys, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming on. And um, anytime, man. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, brother. All right, both of you guys, take care. Take care, guys. All right, be well. Talk to you soon. Jimmy, so much fun with them, huh? They're that awesome. was real. That was really good. That was a really Amazing. good conversation, man. And uh, yeah. I love having Mr. T sit in for that phone yeah, call. I do too. Because Mr. T, Mr. Thompson is uh, a character. I talk about a reality show. Yeah. I think we should follow Mr. He's a very hard man. But I'm telling you, I'm right with that chemo conversation. All right, that was UFC three, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, All right, I'll watch it tonight. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to watch the rest of that series. What is it's your day amazing, like? Matt. I'm, I'm going. I'm leaving after. As soon as I leave, the, we're done. I'm going to work out. My trainer has me to her house. She has a couple of weights in her house, and I'm able to go in and do a few exercises. And she kills me for an hour. So I'm going to go work out right now. Oh man, that's great. I'm probably going to have my wife hold pads. Oh, I'm going to hold pads. Uh, yeah, you know? just something to do. And then tonight, after dark, we're going to wrestle. Enjoy. All right, buddy. I love you, Jimmy. I love Say you, that. pal. See you All soon. right, guys. Later, crew. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.